Welcome to the Activate Your Practice podcast. I'm Dr. Four. Data always wins. Hi, this is Dr. Arlen Four, welcoming you to the Activate Your Practice podcast. These podcasts are going to come out regularly to help you activate your practice. We're going to try to answer some of the questions that you have that you just can't find answers for. And today, we're going to have Dr. Ed Shepard, who is an expert in the temporal mandibular junction and the cranial area. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, this will be coming out in the future. And you'll want to look forward to seeing this because there's some real answers to some problems in patients that are difficult to sort out. So, Hi, Dr. Shepard. Glad to have you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with how did you get involved using the activator method? Well, uh, I was looking back to, uh, today and thinking about how long I've been using it. And 40 years ago, I went to a Parker seminar and uh, in, in Las Vegas, I remember, and you were there teaching a full activator uh, seminar through that weekend. And I thought that was outstanding. I sat on the edge of my seat the whole weekend learning about Activator and finding out that it was different from what I ever thought it was. I was working for a chiropractor who had an Activator, and I thought that he was using the Activator the way you're supposed to use it. And my eyes were opened. It was a totally different world. And I learned how uh, the Activator method actually works and, and what it could do. And, and for the first time since getting out of school, I walked away with a way to tell where to adjust some and when to adjust someone and when not to adjust someone and to be able to check them each time they come in to, to really manage their case. So um, that really, that's really what got me into doing activator back in 1983. Well, you know, um, I've been around long enough that I see things come and things go. This is our 57th year in activator and I can tell you clinicians don't use something that doesn't work. They throw it away very quickly. And so we've even seen this in the different instruments we've had. And with the new Activator 5, we've noticed that the pay, the clinicians are extremely happy with it. And you know why that is? Because they're getting results. Now, I want to know, why did you get interested in the TMJ and uh, the adjusting of TMJs? Well, it's really simple. It was, it was because so many people come in complaining of jaw issues. And then they also complain of other things that can be related to the job, like headaches or being injured in a car accident. So um, it was just the sheer number of people who were saying, you know, I have this job problem. Can you do something about it? And at first, I, I didn't know that I could do anything about it. And, and then I learned, started learning way back when, when you had taught some basic PMJ work about how it could work. And I started using it. And... It really started making a difference with, with many of my patients. Do you have a memorable patient that responded well to TMJ? Yes, I, there's one that comes to mind that uh, I saw about five years ago. Um, she came in and she had had a popping problem with her jaw for 15 years. And it, she doesn't didn't remember anything particular that caused it, it's just something that developed and for 15 years, anytime she opened her mouth, it was odd. And I, I went through the TMJ protocol with her. We, we did an examination and checked everything. And um, I did an adjustment on her. 
And she got off the table and started crying. And I thought I'd, I thought I'd hurt her. I was, I was a little bit worried until she said, I, I'm not crying because this, this hurt me. I, I can open my mouth now and my jaw isn't popping. I mean, it was that dramatic for her. Does that happen every time? No, but when that happens, it's one of those chiropractic miracles, which are just regular chiropractic adult, uh, results that happen in a short period of time. So, is there evidence to support utilizing chiropractic care to adjust the TM temporal mandibular, you know, distress or disease? Um, there is evidence, and, and, and you know, as we're all well aware, activator prides itself on having evidence behind the technique and what we do. Um, in the activator methods, there are uh, some case studies, uh, clinical studies about. Uh, uh, TMJ adjusting, and um, then of course there are the two uh, randomized control trials done with the University of Iowa School of Dentistry that point to the efficacy of utilizing activator methods uh, for uh, TMJ problems. So yeah, there is evidence, and, and and I feel really good about that because it's not just me doing this and trying it and getting some good results. There's a lot more. Uh, behind all of that, there are so many of us out there doing TMJ work, and and I think that it um, is very effective and very safe. You know, uh, that big study uh, was, I guess you'd say, initiated by Dr. Wally Schaefer, and uh, he yeah. was at Palmer College for many years, and then he practiced in, in the Iowa area there, but he had contacts at the University Dental School, and he was the one that put the study together that we found that big randomized control trial. And, you know, that's that's the beauty of connection. So I, I had to thank Wally for his uh, contacts and so forth that allowed us to be involved with that huge study. Now, yes, yes. Uh, how do you assess a patient to determine if they're a candidate for activator adjusting for TMJ? Well, the great thing about the activator temporomandibular module is that it, it tells us, it goes through a whole explanation about assessing a patient, doing a complete history. So that's the first step. And then an examination, and the examination has multiple steps to it that are all laid out in the, in the training module. And then um, also utilizing outcome assessments, which you've been talking about having us do for years, uh, way back when the US West became a big, a big thing. Um, and but there's a temporal mandibular outcome assessment tool that can be used. So I do all of that first, and then I initially start working with the patient that has a jaw problem, and then going through the uh, whole activator protocol and the step-by-step -step protocol testing for the different directions of misalignment that can occur in the jaw. And this gives me a really, I think, nice package of being able to. Uh, assess a patient, and then adjust them and manage their care. I, I can't help but share one thing with you. Uh, one of my good friends here in Phoenix is a cardiovascular surgeon, and his wife has Parkinson's. And uh, so I was watching a program on TMJ one day, and the dentists were talking about that even balance is affected by correcting a TMJ and uh, some things in Parkinson. And so I couldn't wait 
to get his wife in and check her and see if she, in fact, had a TMJ. Also, my brother had Parkinson's, and I couldn't wait till he got in so I could see. Now, lo and behold, both of them had an active TMJ problem. And so I went ahead and adjusted them, and I got a call from my surgeon friend the next morning, and he said, guess what happened? My wife got up, got out of bed, went to the bathroom, and all of a sudden realized she hadn't walked along the wall using it for support. And so when her TMJ was in correction, her balance was much better. Same thing happened with my brother. Then I knew that I was on to something, and I just wanted to share that with our audience today. If you've got Parkinson's people, check their TMJ because it will help in the balance area. So let's go now from the TMD or the TMJ to in this upcoming session that you just taped here in our last taping, you did a cranial section. And so what was your reaction when you first heard about cranial adjusting using activator? Yeah, um, I, I had been to some cranial adjusting technique seminars. And I've heard of cranial adjusting. It's It's been in chiropractic for a long time. I wasn't really familiar with how to do it. And it always seemed a little bit um, mysterious and complicated to me. Uh, so I thought I would just check it out. I went to a cranial adjusting seminar and it was it was pretty interesting. And, and, and the things that they were doing by just adjusting the cranials. And I told the instructor, the person who did this seminar and um, I've been teaching it for years and using it in his practice that you know, I used activator. And he said, you just right off the bat said to me, you know, you could do all of this utilizing an activator. And I was like, oh, that never dawned on me. And I wasn't sure how, but within the next month, I was at an activator seminar that you were teaching and you did um, some cranial adjusting. You were teaching about how to do this. And it was just like, the lights went off and my eyes were opened again. And um, it, it was just a, a great segue into like learning that we could do a lot of help on the cranial. We could, we could do a lot of good in the cranial area, utilizing the activator. And you laid out such a simple uh, procedure for doing this. And it, it just made it so easy and, and yet so effective. Um, so that, that was my first reaction. It was just like, this is great. This is going to be a great way to be able to help more people with other types of problems. Now, safety has always been a concern when performing a high-velocity, low-amplitude adjusting procedure. Is it safe to adjust cranials with an activator? Oh, absolutely. You know, the um, we've learned um, previously about pediatric adjustment. And using high velocity low amplitude adjustments, and and that's what an activator is. It's the same as as a, as a diversified adjustment in all of its mechanics. So it's still HVLA, and and so it's very safe if it's done the right way. Um, as you as you pointed out, the activator five on its lowest setting um, is very safe to use over the cranial bones. If using an activator four or an activator two, then you want to use that through your thumb. But um, the forces are are very gentle. Uh, patients rarely react to uh, those adjustments in a in a negative way. And so, yes, it's very safe and very comfortable. 
can a doctor learn these techniques effectively on virtual training? Um, I think so. Uh, again, one of the advantages that we have is having the virtual training and having our textbook. The, the activator virtual training goes over um, all of the things in the textbook. So learning it online, seeing all of the things that we present in the module, and then being able to have that reference with the textbook is, is so important. You're, the Activator te textbook has been a, a super valuable tool. For me, I refer back to it, and I'm amazed sometimes the things that I've forgotten as I've gone through practicing and, and time goes by. Um, and it's always nice to go back in and, and just tune myself up having the textbook, but having that virtual training module there, um, both of those ways of learning really uh, makes it a lot easier to learn. And so, yes, I, I think it's very easy and effective, uh, a great way to, to learn how to do these uh, different types of uh, procedures uh, with the aperture. What would you recommend the first step be for someone working with patients with jaw disorders? I think that um, the first thing that has to happen is that we've got to have a good understanding of, of the activator basic scan protocol. It's like the foundation because you want to, no matter what else you're doing, clear out the nervous system through the basic span protocol. Um, that's going to address a lot of issues. And then when you go in and add in the different layers of either the, doing the jaw or doing cranials, a lot of the other things are going to be cleared out. And I think it all just works much better in a, in a package and it's more effective uh, when we do all of it together. So first learn the basic scan protocol, get that down. And then get in on, on the module for the PMJ and the cranials. Uh, it, it shows us how to do everything that needs to be done. Once you're familiar with the basic scan protocol, it's pretty easy to, to, to plug in the other things uh, into that framework. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, be here to talk about the virtual training at the Actitude Institute of Higher Learning. And so for all of you that are watching, uh, if you are already an activator practitioner, uh, just keep your eyes open for what's coming down the line here as we bring these new things to you. And as you can see, we've got some really nice new things that will be good for your clinical practice. So, Dr. Shepard, thank you for all you do for Activator. Well, thank you for all you do for all of us, Dr. Ford. <laughs> well, that was a very interesting section with Dr. Shepard. You know, he's been doing this for a long time, and he shared a lot of experience for you. The TMJ and cranials have always interested me a lot, and I could sit here and tell you hours of experience that I've had with different things. So I hope that the things that we shared with you today will give you impetus to go online, take a look at the virtual training, and I think you'll bring things back to your practice that you'll be very happy with. Until next time, this is Dr. Arlen Four signing out from Activate Your Practice podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming.